It just doesn't end with Peter Sagal going, this is NPR. Anyway, welcome to Make Believe Money. <laughs> <laughs> Neither does this show. Make talking about today so we're gonna circle back around to the uh aforementioned aforepromised uh ready player one rewind i really want like a cool not cool radio dj like rewind so rewind doesn't start with a just anyway yeah the editor you can just put in any song you want i'm the god here (laughs) yeah exactly uh so what about remind me what we did not talk about about Ready Player One. You know very well. Yeah, I was about to say, it's about Bitcoin, and I mainly want to do it just so Liz stops saying inquisitively halfway through episodes, like, Bitcoin? I feel like this is only going to encourage me. Oh, man. Well, thank you for joining us and Make Believe Money. Uh, We're done. (laughs) I'm suddenly getting flooded with every conversation I've had with anyone about what Bitcoin is in the last, like, six months. Oh, man. And this is going to be a mess of an episode. Yes. Already. If it makes you feel any better, I have done a lot of research and I still kind of get what it is so I feel here we like go buckle I, up I feel yeah. like I get Bitcoin we know you Liz. guys <laughs> <laughs> it's like the only time that I felt like I've gotten the topic before we talked about it anyway it makes me think of um, my yeah, friend just had her graduation show at Second City and they had a whole sketch where it was just this dude walking into a crowded party being like oh, hey, that's cool, because you hear about Bitcoin? And he'd, like, talk to everybody until they left the room. And then he was left alone on stage with just this bag of chips. And he was like, so, Bitcoin? And the bag of chips left the room? (laughs) And that was the whole sketch, and it was really funny. So, Amanda, if you're listening to this, I loved that scene. Anyway, go on. (laughs) Yeah, that's what we're talking about. So, we're in uncharted territory here, though, because we just talked about this. So, I don't know if we re-describe and re-rate. Oh, yeah. I don't think we need to re-describe, but maybe we re-rate. So, like... Yeah, we've done some things in the interim, I feel like. two seconds, Ready Player One, dystopian future where people live inside VR, um, and they basically, like, run their whole world out of this virtual reality simulator. There's a big game where they're trying to find an Easter egg that will, Willy Wonka-style, let you control the whole VR universe. Yep. Yep. I think that's a fair without spoilers overview very quickly yeah and now we'll get all the emails that are like can't you just do that in the future <laughs> instead of jawing on no, about the plot of things very clever <laughs> enjoy our banter they'll understand we're, when this episode is 20 minutes long yeah so. <laughs> we yeah. need to talk about actors that dan doesn't know <laughs> speaking of we saw the movie <laughs> all right well so without having gone back and re-listening, I will rate again. Yeah. I will rate first, which I said I would never do, because whatever I said last time, I haven't seen the movie since we watched, since we recorded the last one, so I'm still that. Do you remember what you said? Oh, boy. Don't call me out on this, but I think I said, like, a six. I think it'll be interesting, like, if we go back and Maybe listen to seven. it. To like, but Does that still feel true to you? Yes and no. I read the book not that long ago, and I still feel like I know the plot quite well. But now the movie's been out for two weeks and I haven't seen it, so I feel like that inherently has to push me down. Not because it makes me less familiar with it, 
but because there are now there's now it's you know somebody added longer to the racetrack and so people are now further ahead of me if that makes sense you know what i mean like yeah. there's now a new level of being relevant to it that didn't exist before i feel like all of those analogies were super mixed and terrible no no they were like on point for the movie oh yeah you like you touched on like a bunch of plot points that like, they like added a racetrack oh yeah <laughs> Who knew? I mean, no right. spoilers, but the the Easter egg hunt games that they have to play are different entirely than the book. It's really? Very oh, smartly. Me it's no, no, no. It's good. very smartly streamlined for film. Okay. Like, I mean, I will still see it. I'll still give it a chance. But I liked what they had. Oh yeah, it in makes the sense books because there was such eighties nostalgia and all and of I mean, that. There is less of that, I will say. Yeah, it's more. I mean, it's still very eighties. It's less significant that. It is the eighties mm-hmm. that everyone's obsessed with. Yeah, gotcha. it's more of the um, dude that everyone's obsessed with. Yeah, and like we haven't it done just, a big Lebowski uh, episode yet. I swear to God, <laughs> I'm just saying you can't possibly do that with this because that came out. In the dude abides. <sighs> um, but yeah, it seems like, and also I know that like Steven Spielberg, you're so pleased. <laughs> Hey, that's just, you know, like your opinion, man. Uh, um, I know uh, Steven Spielberg scrubbed any Steven Spielberg references from the story. Oh, fair enough. So, like, I, sure, but, like... That would just be masturbatory. I, I guess, think. but, like, also what a fun way to be, like, oh, remember that stupid thing I did? Mm. I don't know. He's not, maybe self-introspective. Did, you did tell me that the they played, like, the, the War of the Worlds that wasn't Sound, him originally, or... though. Oh, no, it doesn't make sense. Maybe that was someone else's ringtone because there was this, like, sound in the movie theater, and Damon checked his phone to see if it was his l- alarm that sounds like crickets, but it wasn't. And I was like, I think that's just the War of the, the Worlds sound. I once let go off during an entire magic show, <laughs> and I thought that there was literally just a cricket loose in the theater. <laughs> like, so did I? I thought it was part of the thing. Yeah. I was like, and it's kind of rude during a magic show where there's not like a lot going on aside from a guy talking on stage. Well, and then crickets. (laughs) (laughs) Boy, man, he must have thought he was bombing the whole time and someone was was just being an asshole. He was a little bit bombing. That's a shame. Sometimes magic shows are great, but if they're not great, they are very bad. So I do have one fear. We just talked about off mic for those who are listening about going to see The Quiet Place. And yeah. uh, a friend of mine went and he was like, the only bummer was I had popcorn. And I don't know if you know it, but like the movie is mostly silent. And he's like, so every noise was way <laughs> louder than it is in a normal theater. So he was like, I was too afraid to eat. My-. He just sat there with like a thing of popcorn, like maybe one day. That he was, was walked a headline. Out two hours saw. later with a, <laughs> a big bag. bag. Yep. A lukewarm bag of popcorn. That was a headline I saw that like lots of people are having that problem that like no one wants to eat their snacks. Yep. So lesson learned when we go in, eat before. Okay. I was say, I don't understand these the people preview. with the self-control. <laughs> oh yeah, I would eat it. I just feel very bad. The person hands it to me with my hand in the bag of popcorn. <laughs> How did the... What? Oh, well. <laughs> I'm inside the popcorn machine. I think we're making I, up for the 20 minutes. I, I was so just thinking this is a little... Because I was about to say, I'm going to keep going. Uh, <laughs> whenever I get popcorn, I eat it in the theater. And whenever Megan eats some of my popcorn before we sit down in the theater, it makes me unreasonably angry <laughs> for no reason at all. And I don't think she knows this, but I'm like, it's for eating when you sit down in a theater. It's not for eating in a lobby. Oh, and man. she'll have some, and I'll just be like, that's fine. And then I'll make some really snide remark like, 
well, maybe leave some for the movie, which is really just like masking my anger of like you don't eat it until don't you sit down in the theater. The movie so this is my apology to my wife in audio form. <laughs> Anytime that you've gotten that weird, snide, aggressive, <laughs> yeah, aggressive remark. Why is he so weird about his popcorn? Is this what marriage? Is this what we have to look this forward to? This is what we to? have. <laughs> yes, look forward to is the word you're looking for. Um. So Bitcoin, though. No, we need to finish our ratings. ratings. Yeah. Damon, I just saw the movie. (laughs) Yeah. Probably. We don't need that 10 minute aside about popcorn. I might tell Megan. (laughs) (laughs) You can just send her that clip. I'm just going to be like, here, Megan, this is for you. It's going to be an anonymous. A midweek release. (laughs) (laughs) Straight to your pod feed. (laughs) Um,. Uh, I just saw the movie, uh, and I think I rated myself pretty highly because it's just like it's a single thing. I read it once, like I probably said like a seven or something. I would probably still put myself right about there because like you're keeping pace. Yeah, like I kept pace. I saw the thing once. Um, I got <laughs> really distracted when uh, they're no spoilers. dancing. This isn't. It's in the trailers. Okay. But, um, at one point, they're dancing in zero gravity, and um, uh, it clicked with me that, like, they're standing still in real life. Oh, oh this is... <laughs> can I tell this story? Go ahead. We're sitting there watching it, and they're, like, dancing and spinning around, and Damon just goes, oh, that would hurt my tummy. <laughs> <laughs> just so quietly. <laughs> and not to me, just out loud. <laughs> Just so the universe knows. Oh, that would hurt my tummy. (laughs) (laughs) So that puts me at a seven. I think so. Uh, I was at a, I think I was at a a five or a four. Yeah. I would say for the book, I'm still at that point because it's so different than the book. I mean, a lot of the things that annoyed me about the book annoyed me about the movie. And a lot of things that I liked about the book were totally different in the movie, but I also liked them. That's fair. Um, so I think I'll probably stay. I'll either, if I was a four, I'm bumping myself up to a five, but I think I'm going to five it. Okay. That's my goal. Uh, so Bitcoin. So Bitcoin. Bitcoin. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't have a ton of time. Like, I didn't find out, like, how much Bitcoin there would be in this or anything specific. I just figured, you know, they have a cryptocurrency that they use exclusively in the movie as their currency, basically. I think they Mm -hmm. mentioned there's still other currencies around, but nobody uses them. So I figured this would be a good time to talk about what in the hell is a cryptocurrency. I like it. Um, But I have no research because Liz knows what it is, so she's going to explain it to (laughs) me. Son of a bitch. Uh, I am going to put you on the spot, though. I want to see what what you say. What I think Bitcoin is? Yeah, if it jives with what I've done. Because, again, I'm no expert. Okay. Let me see if I can. I feel like the only true test of whether or not I actually know what it is is if I can explain it back. So uh, how it starts is where I'm still fuzzy. But... uh, let me think it through. Hang on. So we watched a whole video. I was thinking the SpongeBob thing. I was like, oh, thousand years three weeks later. later. <laughs> um, okay, so it's this thing. Basically, uh, Bitcoin works off of this thing called blockchain, which is where people. Uh, it start. I'm fuzzy on how it starts, but what it is is people proving. Um, that, so 
it's a block of code that ends in a certain set of numbers. And to get it to end in a certain set of numbers, that means there's some equation or something that had to be a certain way to get it there. And to make, and that's like a, a tag for a transaction. That's like the, the name of it, basically. And when, uh, to make this like blockchain, it's people proving that that tag for it is true and then like clipping it together with other things proving that the thing that you did to prove it is true and on and on and on like that and that's i'm so fuzzy on like how you value how that how yeah. much money that is but you that's a a bitcoin is <laughs> that's a bitcoin <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and scene. So, <laughs> so, so I had like three quarters of it, and now I think I've got half of it. You're not wrong though. Okay. Um, it basically is yes. There are. It basically is yes. You know, like the, the band. band. Yes. <laughs> uh, we all got there. Which is how it relates back to Ready Player One, because they're a band in the '80s. Uh, exactly. <laughs> no, you are correct in that. Basically, there is mathematical equations that verify each transaction so not only is it a way to say hey if all this math works it's legit then everyone else on the network also verifies that transaction to prove that it's legit so it's taking so because usually that would be done by a bank that would like vouch for a thing and say it's true and this decentralizes it and makes everybody the people in charge of proving that a thing is true so that's exactly the point basically all bitcoin (laughs) is or really any cryptocurrency that's based on blockchain, is it's a ledger. And it is a public ledger that everyone can read and everyone can verify, mm-hmm. right? Because in the real world, I'm going to go back to Apple's because we just I just listened to the Chaton episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> if I sell you, Liz, an Apple, you have an Apple. You know the transaction worked because you have the Apple, right? Online, that's hard to do, especially for something that can never be verified, right? right? At Amazon, okay, I pay for something, and yes, I'm just sending money into the ether, but eventually that thing appears. Or I get it on a, even if it's digital, I get it on a Kindle or whatever it is. In a pure money transaction, I'm paying one type of money for another type of money, how would I know that I actually have anything? Right. Right? Like, you could Mm -hmm. just say, hey, I'm going to sell you one Bitcoin for $100, and I give you $100, and then you go, okay, bye. Yeah. Or like... Here's a random string of numbers. It's a Bitcoin. Wink. And then you're gone forever. <laughs> so this is a way that everybody verifies every transaction, basically to keep you from getting scammed. You, you know you have a Bitcoin because thousands of computers have all looked at it and said, yep, nope, they got a Bitcoin. So it's not public in that it says, hey, I'm selling, Dan selling Liz a Bitcoin but it just says this wallet sent a Bitcoin and this wallet received one. And it's called a, a blockchain because they keep adding on blocks so you can go back and trace the entire basically lineage of where this money has gone. So it was here, then it went here, then it went here, then it went here. So we can really follow it basically forever, which is cool. It's actually one of the problems with it as well. And we'll talk about that oh, okay. in a minute. So yeah, that's basically how it works day to day. How they come into the system is there's, I don't really know how to describe this because I, I don't really know the tech behind it, but they are basically hidden 
and you put some computing power into verifying all these transactions, and as you do that, it's called mining. So you help oh, yeah. you help the system by verifying all these transactions, and then as a reward. Oh, I remember how this works. Please. Yeah. Um. Not to cut you off. No. But like you it's get after it. You when you verify it, you can add into the ledger of of like a finder's bonus, like for yourself. Exactly. Or not. Rather, the person who set it up is like whoever verifies this gets this finder's bonus. Yeah. Right. It's. With Bitcoin specifically, there uh, there are set amounts that are distributed based on every. I think it's something ridiculous, like every two hundred thousand blocks. It might be even larger than that. It must be, um, but essentially, it's worked out to like every four years the reward has halved. Yeah. Oh. For each solved block. Oh. So like um, the first block of bitcoin gave you 50 bitcoins if mm-hmm. i remember Dang, and now it's son. like significantly 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 less and getting less and less yeah but they've gained value so say. like i don't know the exact i didn't actually even do think to do the math maybe sometime in the future i'll plug that into a future episode but like at some point if you got 50 coins at ten dollars or you get a half a coin at twenty thousand dollars i'd have to do the math but like there may be some equivalency there but, but how do you, how, how does that like, um, the rate, what's the word I'm looking for? The conversion rate work into like us dollars. How do you decide how much a Bitcoin is worth? Well, we do. What do you mean? We do like the market does. Yeah. So just like any other financial product, it's worth what we decide it's worth. Okay. So the tricky thing is, unlike, let's say, a company, which is still worth what we say it's worth, and a company, you can look at it as has X amount of physical assets, and it generates X amount of cash, and you know it has X amount of market share. This is literally just us kind of speculating of how much might it one day be worth if it becomes a viable alternative to either some existing business or even just a like current currency as we as we know it basically so that's why it's so highly speculative oh well and that's why it's been all over the place because opinions about it are changing day to day about what it can do and what it's going to be useful for and yep everything i also thought that i in my head i thought that it was like a bank run kind of thing that like it dips in value when people back out of it or like cash it in for us dollars yeah oh that, yeah. I mean, that is how it works basically <laughs> okay. i mean but that's anything right if yeah. i if, so, if people keep selling a stock it will go down in value so it's it, i mean every basically concept in economics comes down to supply and demand oh sure so it is supply and demand if there's less demand less people are buying it or more people are selling it then it will be worth less. That's ultimately how it works, totally. It's just, it's more volatile because it can be sold quickly, and there's still not a ton of what's called volume, so there's just not, like, a lot of trading of it. There is plenty of trading, but there's not so much that, you know, a relatively small, quote-unquote, run on the bank can have a much bigger impact than, like, Oh, yeah. You can't really run I on was a chase without say- hundreds of millions of people or tens of millions of people. Cryptocurrency, if you know, 5,000 people with big stakes in it all decide to sell tomorrow. Womp womp. You're going to see that. Yeah. that's what, That was just going to be what I was going to elaborate on. It's like, you know, it's the point, especially since we're relatively near to times when it was just a few thousand people who were mining. Like, there's people holding a lot of coin. And I think it's just a matter of 
they decide they want to get out and get the cat like the cash value for what they have like that's noticeable when it's getting up there in thousands of dollars per bitcoin yeah and you actually see that in the regular stock market too when a company goes public um oftentimes there's a lock what's called a lockup period but you know some amount of time in six months two months whatever it is the founders are then eligible to trade their shares and if they have a significant portion if they still own 30 percent of the company Sometimes you'll see random dips if they're trying to like liquidate to diversify or what have you. And then there's some other stuff where people look at it and say, oh, well, if they're selling, then it must not be a good investment, blah, blah, blah. But the point is like occasionally when people have very large blocks of things, you will still see things like that, even in the regular stock market, especially because if you've just been listed, you might not have a huge amount of trading going on. Hmm. Also, if you recently went public, you probably don't have, just as an individual, you would maybe want to receive some actual cash for all of that right. held value you've been holding in the Well, company. that's what I'm saying. Like, founders <laughs> want to sell, and people are like, oh, it's because they don't think the business is good business. It's like, no, because 90% of their net worth is tied up in this one <laughs> in company. They've been in stock, for. <laughs> and they're thinking, hey, we just went public. I'd love to buy a Maserati. So they sell a bunch of shares, but then huh. because they have such a high ownership, depending on how much of those shares they sell, it can, it can have a big impact on a startup stock valuation. Well, not a startup, but a recently listed stock's valuation. So you mentioned that there were problems with the... Yes. So there's both problems and risks. Okay. The biggest problem right now is you have a long chain of blocks that needs to be verified every time a transaction takes place, mm -hmm. and it's only getting longer oh, every yeah. time a transaction takes place. So a transaction in Bitcoin in the world of the internet and transactions takes a really long time. This is something that, for example, would have to be fixed before it could ever go into Ready Player One. It takes something like, and I don't remember what the last quote was, but like five minutes to validate a Bitcoin transaction. Whoa. When you think about your credit card being put into a machine and spitting it out a quarter of a second later as approved, it's not viable as a payment system right now, at least not a fully functioning one in the way that some other systems are. Yes, maybe to pay a scammer or whatever else Bitcoin is used for, drugs. Um, Terrorists? Yeah, you know, that sort of stuff. It's <laughs> valid because you don't need it in five minutes. But <laughs> for other things, it's it's not going to work and it's going to get getting longer. So we need to do something about that, whether that's get more verification, get more computing power, get whatever it is. But especially because as the system works right now, the reason it works is you can track everything. Right. So if you get to the point where Bitcoin is the only currency being used by billions of people, which I think is the eventual dream, or even if it just becomes a national currency by 300 million people, imagine the amount of transactions that are happening daily and what that would do to a chain. Yeah, just yeah. one chain would be... It would grow exponentially, basically. I mean, it would get to the point where it's almost incalculable, just like, not from a computer couldn't do it, but the amount of time it would take. Grocery right? stores would need waiting rooms. Exactly. Um... <laughs> So there's something to be said of like that, and that may be solved. And, you know, your crypto fanatics say that that's no problem. We'll get it solved somehow. And your, you know, crypto bears, if you will, are like, oh, that's going to ruin the system forever. But and probably the truth is probably something in the middle. Yeah. But uh, there's some debate on what is going to happen there. I've heard that there's been like a run on graphics uh, chips for computers because they like boost your processing power and like it's yeah. driven the cost of graphics chips for your computer, graphics <clears throat> cards, sorry, for your computer, like way the heck up. It's been obnoxious. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, 
I don't know if I've mentioned before, but I work in technology tangentially. I don't know kind that of. you've never mentioned it. Yeah. It's On not the... my favorite thing about me. But part of my job is like I wait for, I uh, handle repairs for my department and um, we've been waiting on my, the servicer I work for has been waiting on uh, logic boards like crazy. Um, and like it's affecting the, like the, uh, what do you call it? The, logistics for apple the like their supply chain yeah their supply chain thank you that's what i was looking oh, for wow. um that um you know it's that dramatic that you know the major like retailer is having issues fulfilling their own demand because of it Dang. and it's the like good news bad news is eventually it's going to get so complex to mine that, that i won't even i mean you will need higher level computers than something you can soup up on your own. Yeah. Like you will eventually, and that's again, one of well, the problems is like, eventually this is going to become like a supercomputer job, right. not a, Oh, I threw. Cause I mean, originally you could have minded on just an everyday laptop and now you need extra graphic cards. Well, more than that, you'll need like, it's the competition of it. Right. Because you're competing against everyone else you, to be the first one. You want to be the first one to get right. the little phone, finder bonus thing. Exactly. Gotcha. So it's kind of like quant traders in the stock market, which I'm not sure how familiar you are with, but they make, they do arbitrage, actually. We just talked about that. Arbitrage! Where they make, like, fractions of a penny, but they make them so fast with such volume that, that they can actually... Up. But there's competi- the competition to do that is so strong that literally they pay millions of dollars to be physically closer to the exchange because it's down to the length of your Ethernet cord is the difference between winners and losers. Whoa. Like, the speed of light is the difference between... Winners and losers Damn. in that business. Wow. If you are, you know, 100 miles away, the speed of light slows you down more than the person who's five feet away. That's nuts. We'll I always did whole, wonder why people were, like, so close. Like, I mean, like, you could do it from anywhere. Why we'll do a whole there? episode on that at some point. That's not that's not what I have on today, but, like, it, quant trading is both fascinating and terrifying. Trading places? Trading. All right, yeah. <laughs> Damon's been pitching trading places. I think we places. probably we, should do trading like It's a it. Christmas episode, admittedly, but... <laughs> I need to know what they're doing. Yeah, let's. We'll just do it uh, in like July. (laughs) Okay. Um, So a couple other things I want to talk about when it comes to Bitcoin, though. Yeah. One, there are risks. The first one is regulatory, right? We don't know how the government's going to regulate this. Remember when we talked about Shawshank Redemption and how the government randomly put in like you have to report transactions over ten thousand dollars? Some amount of some regulation is going to come into this market, potentially damage it in a way that will hurt the value. Mm-hmm. Right. There is exchange risk. So there is no FDIC insurance, like we talked about um, with Zelda. There is no what's called uh, SIPC insurance, which we'll talk about at some point, but it just protects your brokerage accounts. There's nothing like that. So you guys have probably seen in the news, there's been a bunch of exchanges go down or they get stolen from or all sorts of things like that. That doesn't protect you in any way. You're not protected in any way. You don't have any government insurance like you do in other things. Yeah. Yeah, didn't one whole like mining like Yeah, Mount Gox, the yeah, biggest one, just took a huge hit. Pieced out. Yep. And yeah. people lost all their shit. Well, I was reading an article about this and I, I apologize. This has been a while, so I may be wrong, but I think they got like a bunch of stuff stolen, tried to recover it for a while, eventually figured out they couldn't and just were like, Well, okay, bye. Sorry guys, we tried. Yeah. And then just like <sighs> disappeared off the face of the earth. <sighs> So, 
And then taxes, right? There's no, oh. you can't put this stuff in retirement accounts. So as an investment, it's not a particularly well, tax-free one. No. And uh, just something that I've been seeing happen as we're getting into tax time in real lifetime right now um, on a, a bunch of personal finance forums that I subscribe to. Like people are panicking because they screwed up uh, their investments with, um, and then tried to game it, lost a bunch of money. Uh, but since they made that initial withdrawal, they don't have the actual cash to pay their taxes anymore. Oh, so like the what? people owing, yeah, like one that I was reading the other day, like this guy, he like hit it big on like a big Bitcoin upswing, made like a hundred thousand dollars, pulled it all out, only threw like twenty grand in a, a savings account reinvested all of it in a new tax year and the entire thing uh crashed and he now owes something like 30 grand in taxes that he doesn't have sitting around to to pay at all oh my gosh barf oh my gosh barf yeah. that's like my number one i did will never ever happen to me personally <laughs> but it's like one of my big nightmares is that like i'm gonna turn around and have done something so horrible with my money that the government's gonna be like we need a hundred thousand dollars from you and i'll be like i've got seven dollars yeah yeah i mean <laughs> it's, 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 it's hard as a as a finance professional i'm sure you're like dummy like i mean but. It's, it's hard because like i don't want to judge because i know this is like not everybody's forte but if you make a bunch of money you're going to have to pay taxes on it so look as, into it as good as making a ton of money is yeah, dummy. before you go do something crazy talk to a tax professional or just think about that like and again i don't want to like belittle this person because i know they're doing this or that but like yeah, welcome to irrational exuberance. Bitcoin can go nothing, nowhere but up. So why wouldn't I put my money back into it? Like, yeah, well, that works until it goes down. Yeah. And that's the thing about all investments everywhere. Incredibly high return, which Bitcoin had, no arguments, comes with incredibly high risk. Those two are inextricably linked. That's mm -hmm. just the way it works. Yeah, man. Like, if you're gonna see something go up a thousand percent, and it did, that means it can go down. A thousand percent. Like, oh God. So you just have to, I mean, you have to be careful and you have to know that what you're putting your money into is something that you're willing to watch those crazy sort of upswings. And this, we don't have the hundred years of proof that we have for like the stock market that eventually it will settle higher. Right. This yeah. one could eventually settle lower. We just don't know. It's too soon to tell. Right. But it reminds me of the tulips. Oh, yeah. It's like tulips. every finance nerd's like favorite story. I love the tulips. <laughs> Tell the people about the tulips, Daniel. Um, so there was a Dutch tulip irrational exuberance. Mania. Like the first, yeah, it's the first recorded like irrational exuberance in the seven, 1600s. For clarity, when you say irrational exuberance, yeah. other modern man would maybe hear that as bubble. Basically, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a that's a better way to describe it. You're right. So it's a bubble. Basically, tulips, you know, they got these new varietals and they were hardy and they were all these other things. And so they were physical and like paper and currency fluctuated. So everybody got really into tulips and you know, the new world was really into them and all da da. And there were tulips going for like hundreds of times a regular sal person's salary. 
like, and then guess what happened? They realized they're These fucking tulips. <laughs> Although, I and will it say, crashed down to nothing. What I do know about tulips, um, if you see those tulips, you know how tulips are usually like tulip shaped where they like fold in on themselves. If you see those ones that fold out and they've got fun stripes or like colors in them, they're diseased. They have a, a genetic disease. Huh. Yeah. Who knew? Which is why they're so rare and interesting and part of the reason why that like craze for them started was because there was tulip like mania. this crazy fucking flower. Look at this thing. I've never seen anything like it in my life. But you should look up tulip mania. It's real fun. But yeah, I mean, just basically every now and then people get real into a thing. And I'm not saying Bitcoin's not a long-term thing. We still have tulips. But like at some point, <laughs> <laughs> you got to figure out like at what point is it a bubble? Yeah. Yeah. So you would recommend investing in Bitcoin then? No, in tulips. No, in tulips. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> tulips are coming back, everybody. <laughs> you wait. Tulips. Starting here on this shoes. podcast. Everything's, gonna, everything's coming up Holland. <laughs> So I got a few other little things. Okay. Okay. The other thing. So the richest person, literally, because I guess it's James Holiday, or would have been, in this world, eventually went through, or at some point went through something called what's now called an ICO, which, great for them, but is the dumbest thing that has ever existed in the finance world, in my opinion. So tell me what that is. It's called an initial coin offering. Okay. Okay. It's like offering shares of a startup, except you offer your own cryptocurrency that you can eventually spend on that business's platform so it will one day be worth something. So it's like if a startup needs money, they say, hey, we're releasing a cryptocurrency that's specific to like us, and if you buy into it, it will one day be worth something, and you can spend it for a lot more. They literally... But unlike a stock, you get equity, right? Yeah, maybe that company goes to zero and you lose something. But at least if they go to a million dollars, you have something. And yes, in theory, this coins could be worth it. They offer you nothing for money. <laughs> That's it. Give me your You're money. You're so incredulous. <laughs> I just... And again, it can work. Like um, Ethereum is, is, was an ICO at some point. But so many of them... They're banned in China because of how, like... They're not a real thing. Because they yeah. go, give me your money, end of list. Yeah, <laughs> they go, hey, we'll offer you some shares in a totally unregulated way that may maybe be worth something, but you don't have any equity in this company, and hopefully we do well, but good luck. Well, and people buy them. Uh, hope? I, I would rather get a t-shirt hey. out of like a GoFundMe than I would an ICO. It's high, uh, high risk, high reward, I was gonna right? say, equally likely like, that you'll get that t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that always tracks. In this case, it might just be high risk and <laughs> end of end list. Of list. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, again, I'm I mean, sure the person who, the first person who bought an uh, Ethereum share, like, coin is now a quadrillionaire, so I guess... In theory, uh, yes, but, but yeah. Oh boy, I don't know. Like you say that, but like the person who did it in Ready Player One, I bet is pretty content on top of their. You're not wrong. I mean, again, that's what <laughs> like, James Holiday effectively had: is he had currency in this like VR system he made, and then he kept it, and it was worth a quadrillion dollars. Mm -hmm. Two hundred fifty billion, I think, is what they say it's worth in the book, mm -hmm. but. It's up to trillions in the, in the movie. In the movie. Oh, yeah. That's fair. They so. make a, a James Rylance gets a Mark really Rylance. Mark Rylance. Who's James Rylance? No one. No one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a listener just went, oh, what did I do? <laughs> oh. Mom, they're talking about me. 
Oh, I hope. Okay, whatever. He's like 13. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> well, he should not be listening to this show. No, we don't. We talk about money. Get Learn it quick and early. And uh, don't buy an ICO. <laughs> no advice, but, you know, you know don't. Don't. <laughs> but Mark Ryland says this, like, really crappy line where he, like, miss, like he mistakenly says the word million when he means trillion. And I was like, those are two very different things. Like, yeah. you don't get to screw that up. <laughs> well, what we should do at some point, if we want to do a Ready Player One part tray at some point is tray. is uh figure out <laughs> how much tray. it was in the book when the book was released and how much it was when the movie was released and what the rate of inflation would have to be for that to make sense oh but, that's that's uh, getting deep yeah. all right i feel like that involves reading <laughs> damon can't read so yeah. he just knows what a lot of words look like yeah yeah all right a few last little things because you know it's fascinating, but I also don't really want to come back to Bitcoin. Unless, like, <laughs> I unless feel the like you didn't there. want to come to Bitcoin in the first well, place, you know what? and Here I brought we are. you to Bitcoin. <laughs> Here we are. I mean, this has been every like cocktail conversation for him for like, the last yeah, oh, it's like, like year. The number of customers who come in and go, so I feel like I should be investing in cryptocurrency, right? And I just roll my eyes, and I'm like, you don't have an emergency fund yet. Let's all just take a deep <laughs> your breath roll. on cryptocurrency, When you got huh? some spare money, then we'll yeah, talk. Yeah, when you have money that you're okay pissing away. And I don't mean that, like, you could make money, but, like, when it's money that you don't need for retirement, and you don't need for emergency fund, and you don't need for whatever, which there are people in the world that have that, but the general person I meet with is not that person, where they're like, I'm set in every way, so I have fun money. And I, I meet with those people occasionally, but not the people who are asking about cryptocurrency. Yeah. Well, I was also say. thinking, like... Those are the conservative people who save their money that I talk to, who are like, I'm scared of cryptocurrency. I'm like, good, stay scared. <laughs> I don't mean to uh, trade in fear, but be afraid. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's what Damon and I talked about when we were talking about maybe like messing around with cryptocurrency i was like as long as the only thing that we are gambling with is money we're willing to lose like the same amount of money you would like walk into a casino comfortably with then fine but like i also sort of feel like this is the kind of thing that if i know about it it's too late well i listened to that reply all where the lady put in 80 dollars and she (laughs) lost two hundred thousand. yep she bought a pizza with it (laughs) and drugs and drugs drugs. (laughs) good drugs I don't remember uh, what she said. Well, there, she didn't remember losing the $200,000. So. There is an interesting Verge article that we can put in our show notes all about how in South Korea, like the cost of living has gotten so high that basically all of their youth have just resigned themselves to living a shitty life compared to their parents, which is really sad oh by the by. Oh my God. But like, they're all like, you know, houses are a million dollars. We have all these loans. Like we'll just never live as good of a life. And they kind of saw cryptocurrency as their ticket out. No. And so they all, in like almost every, not almost every, but like 30, 50, some high percentage of youth in South Korea invested money in cryptocurrency. And since it's crashed, they've lost a ton of money. Youth, uh, no. Yeah, I mean, because in, I have this stat here. In January, Bitcoin lost $44 billion of value. Which oh my is, God. by the way, Ford. Like the <laughs> value they, of Ford. They dropped a Ford. Yes. Um, so now we can no longer afford Anything? No. Get yeah. out. Get Podcast out of my house. <laughs> is it, is it, we were waiting for the magical Six moment. Six months. That was great. <laughs> that was great. Um, but, like, it's actually a really sad story of, like, some people lost some major money, like this guy in this blog, because, but they, it was desperate, right? Like, they were, like, a hundred times return is the only way we can live this life we want, so we have to get it. And, like, this is one of those situations where you're 
return needs should not drive your risk. Your risk should drive your return. But well, I feel like that's something that could very easily happen in the U.S. too. That like our generation absolutely doesn't really expect our lives to be like. I think there was some statistic, and I'm probably quoting it wrong, that like Americans also our generation doesn't expect to have better lives than our parents' generation. I think yeah, I think only... we're just less tech savvy, basically. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and I think well, actually, I think a lot of it is just like there's more real estate here. Yeah. Ultimately, yeah. like yeah, the more difference places is. To go. If you really want a house, you can go buy in rural Wyoming, right? Like in South Korea, there's there's much less options. Yeah. yeah. But it's a And like we can still say. get home ownership like as a path to value in a way that oftentimes they can't anymore. Um, okay. Last thing. Anyway, South Korea just feels like our future? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, man. I hope you guys figure it out. <laughs> Tell us what to do. All anyway, right. you're the thingy. Last thing. There is roughly $1.5 trillion of U.S. currency in circulation, give or take. Okay. Just for That's what it's worth. an enormous number. Yeah, it's a lot of currency. There can never be more than 21 million Bitcoins. That was set, like when it was first produced. You, there's just never going to be more than 21 million. So, this is kind of for the bull, to the bull's argument, if cryptocurrency, or if Bitcoin specifically, became the only currency we'd ever use, and it replaced the U.S. currency entirely, each Bitcoin should be worth $71,873. I'll take it. Sign me up for the next Bitcoin. <laughs> so if you think it's going to replace all U.S. currency everywhere at some point. You may have one Bitcoin. Now is a good time to buy some. Because one dollar would be point zero 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 one three nine one Bitcoin. So point four zeros one three nine one Bitcoin. That's so small. A fraction of a Bitcoin is called a Satoshi. Get out. Yep, that's in that's to negative eight places, which is the smallest it can be divided. Wow, guys. <laughs> so Satoshi's the supposedly real person who invented Bitcoin. Yep, but not that's confirmed. Correct. But not confirmed. not confirmed. No one can find this person or like. You'd hide too. I so. probably would. Uh, also, the reason why there's only so many Bitcoin is because that's like the end of the numbers that can prove what's the reason. There's a reason, right? Like, I'm sure there is. I don't know it. There, I just know it was set out that way ahead of time. I'm not sure if it was a mathematical reason or just a some guy decided 21 million seemed enough. I mean, it basically comes down to it works out that that is the point at which <clears throat> I think it works out that 50 was the reward for solving the the chain um at the start and they picked a number again that i do not remember but uh at regular intervals it halves right. and eventually that will run out like you cannot go smaller than one in this scenario sure. with it um so eventually like there will be the reward for the final bitcoin and then everything else will be paid off of tipping the the miner that's what I wanted to know. I'm glad you said that because my yeah. question was once all the mining is done, why would anyone bother to verify <clears throat> transactions in the future? Well, right. and like because because you can only include so many transactions on the block right now, it's already a, it's already a principle within uh 
Bitcoin mining. Oh, okay. Um, is that like, uh, in addition to, so like I'm paying you for a pizza, like here's my $20 for the pizza. Like also to the miner, here is, you know, 75 cents to make sure that my transaction gets lumped verified. in with everything else that's being verified right now. Okay. Um, and that I figured out. it would just eventually become like a credit card now where they charge the merchants some mm-hmm. percentage to use their service. I figured like and miners would eventually transition to that. I just didn't know. And if that absent already a existed. bank, that's functionally the same thing. Yeah. You know, um, where yeah, it's just decentralized instead of a bank collecting all of that money via their cards or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, man. Also, it's ruining the planet because all of these uh, energy consumption is crazy. All of these high. computers uh, eat up a lot of energy. You would never think that because I just always, I always sort of think of digital things as way more eco friendly than like <coughs> cash. But yeah. like, well, interesting things are in the planet. Greek yogurt is terrible for the right, planet because so nobody knows what to do with whey. Yeah, I mean, apparently, lots eat of things. It with though. curds. Get out of my house. <laughs> Well, I've kicked you out like three times now, and you keep staying. <laughs> I think that's that means pretty much how this podcast got started. <laughs> that's true. Uh, does that mean it's time to take us out? I think so. This has been Make Believe Money. Get out of my house. <laughs> um, I've been Liz. I've been Damon. I've been Dan. Uh, thanks for listening to us. As always, catch us on your podcatcher of choice. Rate and review us, especially on Apple i Podcasts, iTunes, the one you have on your iPod. Phone. Pad. Oh, everything went great. Whiffed that one real hard. Um, also, thank you to our composer, Charles E. Miller, for her music. And uh, tell three people who don't know us about this podcast. And if you are like me and you have some social anxiety, really, honestly, those reviews on iTunes are so incredibly, incredibly valuable. Yeah. Like, that is a great way to help us. We would really appreciate that. Absolutely. Get, I really love that helps. Yeah, we haven't done a really earnest like ask for that, but it really would like lately, but it would really like be a game changer for us. Yeah. Get us out in front of more ears and then we'll keep doing more episodes. Um that's about it from us. I think catch us next week. You know, same bat time, same bat channel. Okay, bye. <laughs> ICOs are bullshit.